Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. My name is JC Tevez. Happy Tuesday, September 17, 2019. Welcome to the podcast. The podcast all about me. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. All right, let's get right into it. What did I do? This Friday, from Friday all the way till, oh, from Saturday to Tuesday. So Tuesday, I'm recording on Tuesday morning. Uh, so I'm not really, I haven't done anything for today that's notable, but I did do some stuff over the weekend. I, what I went to, I went to a New Valley. I went to New Valley in the south. Super far. I mean, it's not super far. It's about an hour and some change out of Metro Manila. Why did I go there? Because I hosted a debut. Another debut. I, if you haven't listened to my podcast, I forgot what day that was. It was one of my first few podcasts. Just look for it. It's called Debuts and something else. And I, I gave you, I, I, I gave so much crap about hosting debuts. <laughs> but uh, this was one of my favorite debuts that I've hosted. Uh, once again, I met the debutante on the day, so I was like, okay, how am I gonna make this personal? What was really cool though was the crowd. So if you've ever hosted an event or if you're thinking about hosting an event, it, it let me just tell you right now, it's always gonna be made or make it or made, made or broken. So make it or break it. It's gonna make it or break it based on the crowd. If the crowd is good, it doesn't really matter how you do as long as the crowd is into it. It's usually going to be an okay hosting, or at least people will think that it's okay because the crowd is like lively or gangoy or happy. And yeah, the kids that were there, the friends of the debutante, oh, happy birthday, by the way, to Nicole. I won't say your last name just in case. I don't know if that's weird, but yeah, happy birthday to Nicole. It's her 18th birthday. Uh, so let me tell you this. The, the friends were really cool. Uh, there was just one kid. His name was Patrick. And when I told him to get up and dance, he just did it and That's what's awesome because sometimes if I do that and the guy or anyone I pick doesn't dance, they're not G, they're not game. You're like, you're just kind of there left. You're like, oh God, now what do I do? So that was cool. So shout out to Patrick. I don't know if he's ever going to listen to this, but he was a cool kid. There's just another kid named Kenji who I picked on. I kept saying, Kenji, say woo. And then I would make him say woo. And then whenever he says woo, the crowd says woo. And the crowd was into it and it was awesome. So that was a really fun debut. Uh, yeah. So what, what, what do I have to say about that? It was in New Valley. It was in this place called Mirala. Mirala. It was like a, it's like a subdivision. It was at a clubhouse. Now here's the crazy thing. They, their, their performer at the end of the night was a live band. And it wasn't just like some, you know, maybe up and coming artist. It was Mayonnaise. You know, the band Mayonnaise. Uh, if you don't know the band Mayonnaise, they are known, they are known for their songs like, hmm. <laughs> Here I am. Not a big fan of OPM, but I know, may you know, mayonnaise, man. They did a cover of Ipagpatawad Mo, which I really like, BT dubs. So yeah, if you're a fan of mayonnaise, they were there. And I don't know how much money mayonnaise charges, but I'm guessing it's upwards of, mm, I'm guessing it's upwards of 200,000. I think that that should be a safe ballpark figure. So imagine how much the, the family spent on the debut. 
And I'm not I'm not rich shaming or anything. I think it's cool. If you have the money, dude, if I had the money, I would get freaking mayonnaise to come perform at my birthday. Uh, and here's the other thing that I want to say about debuts. There's sometimes, like I've talked about what, why sometimes I don't like debuts. It's because it feels like it's just a, it's just a thing that has to happen. What I liked about this debut and some other debuts that I've hosted is that the parents were super into it. Like they really, like they looked like they were having a good time. They were friendly. They, they were smiling. They, they loved that their daughter was turning 18. Some parents, cause from other debuts uh, way back that I've hosted, they just look miserable like it's like, oh, God, like, let's just get this over with. So if you ever have a debut, if you ever have kids, if you ever plan on having a du- debut for your kid, please just do it only if you really want them to be happy and not because you feel like you have to do it. Uh, yeah, so happy birthday, Nicole. Okay. What's this sound? Is this sound like... Do you guys hear that static? Or I'm, I'm going to fix that in post anyway. All right. Uh, oh, the, what I, what I, uh, there is something I tweeted a few days ago. If you haven't followed me on Twitter, hit me up. And I tweeted that the songs during the 18 Roses always makes me kilig. And medyo nabibitin na I get a little bit, uh, cause you know, every, every dance, every eight, every rose. So there's 18 dancers, right? Every rose, they play a song. So you're listening and you're grooving to the song. And then when the next dancer comes in, they cut it. So you're like, man, I want to finish a song because it sounds so good and it's kind of romantic. Even though it's not supposed to be romantic, obviously it's it's uh, you're dancing with your daughter or with your granddaughter or with your with just your friend. But the songs are just so good. Most of, like every 18 roses, the songs are usually handpicked, and you have your typical Ed Sheeran. Sometimes you got One Direction. Sometimes you get songs from High School Musical. Uh, you, you guys know what I'm talking about, but there was one song that I hadn't heard in such a long time. And when I heard it, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't heard this on an 18 roses. And I remember how good it is. Jano Gibbs, Jano Gibbs, you know, the song Fallen, cause I'm falling, uh, falling for you. Oh, you know, I'm, I don't know how to sing it, but Fallen by Jano Gibbs was, oh man, I, when I heard that song, I was, it was like a blast from the past and I really, really enjoyed it. And I got done. So I got there at Nuvali around 4 p.m. My call time was 4 p.m. for an event that started at 7 p.m. Honestly, I didn't do anything for two and a half hours. I slept in my car. So it was cool. I mean, it's all right. That's actually the first place I've been able to sleep in my car without the aircon or whatever. Like the, the, the windows were just a little bit open and it was cold. So it was nice. Um, I don't need that much prep when I host, really. I just need to do one run-through. Not not necessarily on stage, but I always need a run-through. And here's the thing. If we don't do run-throughs, I don't like it because if something goes wrong, nobody knows what's happening. So at least we talk about it before pre-prod, the pre-production. So I'm, I'm really adamant about doing pre-prod. And, though, and I tell you this. The one time I hosted an event where they didn't do pre-prod, things went to shit. And who got the blame? Obviously me, even though I said, let's do pre-prod. But no. Okay. And then, uh, what did I do before that uh, or after that? Oh, I got to mention also, before I went to the, did that hosting, I, I had to sh- clean my face, <laughs> obviously. But I used this face mask. I'm not promoting anything. I just thought it was cool. Uh, this clay, charcoal clay mask. It actually, I think it did really good for my face. You're only supposed to use it once a week. It's from Happy Organics. I'm not, this is not a sponsored plug. I just, it, it you can find them on Instagram. It was really nice. Uh, I got a lot of shit for it though. I posted it on IG stories and I said, am I putting this on right? And, uh, like 80 or 90% of people said I was doing it wrong. 
but it felt good and my skin looked clear, so I don't think I did it wrong. So suck on that, Instagrammers. <laughs> All right. Um, what else did I do on the next day? On a uh, on Sunday, I went back to the south. I went back to the south because uh, the girl that I'm seeing it was her birthday. So happy birthday! I'm just gonna name. I'm gonna name her Joanna. It's not. Basta. We'll just we'll go under the name Joanna. That's what we're gonna do. So. We celebrated her birthday. The first thing that we did uh, for me, my my birthday gift was to go to Uniqlo and take her on a shopping spree. Now, here's the part where I wish I had more money because I was like, all right, because I actually I use my Sedexo. <laughs> Call me Kuripot all you want. That shit is good as cash. It, the GCs, Sedexo GCs is good as cash. So if you think I'm cheap for using my GCs, F you, man. That, sh- that could buy groceries. That could buy movie tickets. That could buy stuff at the department store. Stuff that I could use. So it is good as cash for me. And it, to me, it was like parting with cash. So anyway, I said, all right, I'm going to take you shopping. Oh, my God. Just going through the aisles in Uniqlo. I was stressing out, man. Because she would, she would pick up like six or seven items. By the time we got to the dressing room, it was, I think, like 10 or 11 items. I Maybe I'm, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, but it was like 10 items. And I was doing the math in my head. And I was stressing out because, A, I didn't have enough GCs, which means I would have to dip into cash. And, B, I'm like, oh, my God. Are you really going to wear all this stuff? Ugh. So I was, I was like suggesting, well, hey, this looks nice. This looks nice. It's like 500 pesos. Because then you might 2,000 pesos in my jackets or whatever. I was like, eh, I don't, I'm not really like, I'm not really a fan of that. I like this one though. <laughs> 800, 950 versus the 2,000. Uh, eventually it cost me around three G's, three G's. Uh, I was glad that she thought of my, uh, my net worth and how it's not that big. So I appreciated that. And then is this, oh man, I'm th- I'm debating if this is going to be the podcast where I talk about my views on religion. Um, do I have enough time? You know what? I think that's going to be a podcast for another day. I'm going to keep this one short. So yeah, after that, we eat at, um, Gloria Maris. Gloria Maris is a Chinese restaurant. And I'll just go on the record. I've said this time and time again. If you've ever been to Gloria, so this is the Gloria Maris in Alabang Town Center, aka what the South people call, the Saudis, they call it town. Town. Let's go to town. Let's go shopping at town. I call it ATC or Alabang Town Center, but they call it town. So as the Saudis say, we went to town to eat at Gloria Maris. And I'm going on record right now by saying Gloria Maris, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think is a drug front. Yep. (laughs) Have you ever been to the Gloria Maris in Green Hills? That place is so freaking big. Like, there's no way that they make enough money from food sales. I don't care how packed it is on a weekend. Monday through Thursday or even Friday, there's no way they can sustain that big-ass restaurant. Have you been there? The one in town, town, is not that big. But when we were there, it was a Sunday evening, like, you know, dinner time. You'd still think there's a... I mean, the mall was packed. Parking was full. So there's a lot of people in the mall. But that place was not that full. It was not that full. So you're like, okay, how is Gloria Maris staying alive? It's because I think they're a drug front. Seriously. 
I think the triads are are in on that, man. I think while while they're cooking dim sum in the back, they're probably chopping up some dead body, <laughs> a snitch. <laughs> uh, I know I'm gonna get bashed for that, but you know whatever. I just think I just think it's a drug front. I mean, dude, that what it, it's me for me because I, I think the OG the OG branch is Green Hills, and if you've ever passed there, that shit is like a palace. It's so big you cannot sustain, you cannot pay for that rent with freaking dim sum and pecking duck. You can't, I just, I'm trying to do the math in my head. That shit is so big, it's like a mall. <laughs> you, can, you can't sell enough shomai. <laughs> you gotta sell something else on the side, I think. Uh, you know, one day, one day, you're gonna listen to this podcast, and maybe like in 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you're gonna hear on the news, breaking news, Gloria Maris, drug den. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I just that's just my weird... Uh, probably it's actually 99% probably wrong, but that 1%, man, I'm telling you, like I've heard about this Japanese restaurant in Makati. I forgot the name. I'm not going to name any, I don't want to trash talk any other, any other restaurants on this podcast right now, but I heard that, 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 that like the food is good there, but they, they, a lot of people say that there's, there's like Yakuza just chilling on the second floor, you know, making deals and that, that, that restaurant is there in that they're, they're, they're front. That's how they clean their cash. You know, even on Gloria Mars, I bet you like the show my money is mixed with whatever shady shit money that they do. <laughs> and then they go spend it, man. They go to the casinos. So yeah, uh, Gloria Mars was good though. <laughs> their food is okay. It's pretty good. I like their, their lemon, lemon chicken. That was my favorite of that evening. Uh, we took a photo and then the girl that I'm seeing, her mom said that I look fat in the photo. It was unsolicited. I like, I've never talked about my weight in front of her. And she just said, yeah, you look fat. And I kind of had like a, I kind of had like a moment, like I had like an episode of like, like self-worth anal- analysis. I was like, fuck, man. Damn, I need to lose some more weight. I just don't like it when people do that. I mean, you know, she's a tita and whatever. Like it's, it's, it's nothing wrong. Like nothing was wrong with her. Like in, on her end, she probably didn't think it was anything. But for, you know, if you've ever grown up, if you feel me on this, if you've ever grown up as a, uh, as a fat kid or a big kid, like that's always all that's always what you hear about man like oh you're man and when you show pics like oh you were such a fat kid like i know bro but i was nice i had a personality i i was funny you know like why can't you say oh you were a funny kid something nice man i mean i guess i mean some people like being fat so if you i don't like being called fat so don't call me fat man you know or at least don't talk to me about that's like the first i don't know it's weird so yeah uh, Gloria Maris. What else was good there? Um, their hakao was all right. Their hakao was good. Nothing else really stands out to me, but they it wasn't bad. The pecking duck was all right, but yeah, the 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 lemon chicken. I would highly recommend that if you go there. Just don't don't deal any shady stuff over there. Or if you're part of a rival gang, don't go to Gloria Maris. Just so you. <laughs> um. Speaking of Chinese, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk about this. I know this might, this might give me, this might get me in trouble, but I don't, I don't, I don't really care. In my building in Ortigas, there are a lot of Chinese people who have moved in in the last few months. And I'm talking about like mainland China. So we've all heard, you know, about what's going on with China. We think that the president, as, you know, as the time of this recording, President Duterte is like, you know, buddy, buddy with China, the Chinese people. And we got a lot of workers here. So I'm just going to talk about that. For me, for me, yeah, 
if there are Chinese people here who are coming here to find work and it's a better opportunity, I have no issue with that. Zero. We do, us Filipinos, we fucking do it all the time. We took over California. California is like 70% Filipino or something. Just if you're there, if you go to San Diego where I came from, dude, there's Filipino people everywhere. So, you know, we can't, we don't have the right to say, I want the Chinese people out of here. No, not at all. Well, here's the thing that I think, uh, I was actually, I was talking to my boss here at the station and there's something, he brought up a good point. The diff, one of the differences is these, these Chinese people that come here, they don't try to talk to us. And I think that's where they, they create some animosity between the Pinoy and the mainland Chinese people. I mean, think about it. You know, when you're OFW, let's say you go to the States, you speak English, you say. Most Pinoy speak at least some basic English. So they can talk to you. They interact with you, even just saying hello or good morning. Here, at least the Chinese people in my building, in the two or three months that they have been, uh, I guess, because they bought out, Okay, wait, I'll go into that in a bit, but I have never been greeted by a Chinese person in my building that had, you know, like a mainland Chinese. I've never, they've never said good morning. We've, ne- they've never smiled at me and gave in, you know, those nods when you just see each other on the, in the elevator or something? Nothing. Zero. So I guess that's why people are uncomfortable about it. And you know, you hear all these stories, these tweets about, you know, there are some that they're rude or they spit on the street, uh, or they, they, they take restaurants and they, there's like restaurants that say for Chinese only. All right, man. I get that, man. I get it. That's cool. I mean, it's not cool, but you know, it's not like Pinoy's don't spit. It's not like we don't smoke all the time, but here's, they smoke all the time. Holy shit. They smoke all the time in my building. Um, but that's besides the point. You know, we can't blame them for doing stuff that we probably do anyway. Uh, granted, maybe we have this kind of feeling or thought that we are superior because it's our country, but we don't have the right to do that. There's something in my building actually that I totally disagree with. My building and because okay, let me just go into the backstory of this real quick. My my building sold I think three or four floors, complete floors, all to these Chinese uh, immigrants. Like there are four floors, so imagine each floor has maybe I don't know how many units. Let's just say twenty five. So they'd sold four floors. That's a hundred units. And in each unit, let's just say there's three of them. That's 300 people, right? That's 300 Chinese people, guys and girls. And they're all around the same age. I'm going to say they're around from 20 to around mid thirties. I don't know what the hell they do. I've seen them in the elevator sometimes and they, they have multiple phones. Some of them hold like six iPhones. So there's, you know, there's a theory that people say that and they say that they're here for e-gaming. So e-gaming is like online gambling. I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to talk about that. But I'm guessing that's what they do. Here's what's kind of not creepy or... For me, it just makes me a little uncomfortable. And I don't know if it's xenophobia. But for me, even if it wasn't Chinese people, it was just any group. Even if it was Pinoy's. They travel in packs. They travel in groups. They like They never go alone. There's always like three or four of them. And not to be prejudgmental, but they just have like a... There's like a gang aura to it. I don't know if I'm going to get crucified for that. But you know how you can feel when there's like people, they, they just like, they look like they're going to cause trouble. Sometimes I feel that. And I don't think, I hope maybe it's a little, okay, you know what? Maybe it's a little racist. I don't know. Maybe it's a little xenophobic. It could be. But you, you'll feel it there. And I feel that shit. And my other qualm with them, because they've not, not, to me, nothing has been done to me personally. 
I've never been, I haven't been rudely hit or pushed in the elevator or something. Uh, they've never spit like in front of me. They don't smoke cigarettes in front of me at least. Uh, so for me, I have really no complaints. However, these guys, they, they smoke a lot. Uh, and my fear is that one, and they drink a lot. They, oh my God, they drink a lot. And they take up the elevator because there's a grip with them and they travel at the weirdest times at night, like midnight or like 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. Cause sometimes I'll get home at that time. And then they all, you know, they, there's so many of them that they, sometimes they take up the elevators. Uh, so wait, where was I? Okay. They drink a lot. They smoke a lot because you can see them bring their alcohol. So my fear, my only real fear is that, okay, I have two real fears. One real fear is, they're doing something illegal and then they, the building will get raided or something. That's just one fear because, you know, there's so many of them and you don't know what the hell they're doing. They have multiple, multiple phones. And for me, that's kind of sketch. But the other thing is I'm afraid that they're going to set the building on fire, not on purpose. I'm afraid they're going to get too drunk. They're smoking a cigarette. Someone leaves it on. It burns a curtain down. It burns down a room and it spreads across the building. That's the thing about living in a condo. You're, you're trusting that every single person in your condo is not going to burn your fucking house down. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's my thing. That's my thing. That's my only thing. It's not really, I mean, so far, no issues with me. I haven't had any problems. However, the thing that I was, uh, as I did mention a little bit earlier, is in my building, there's something that they're doing that I, not the Chinese people, or my building, like, management, which I actually said, please don't do that because I think it's fucking rude. It's like... um it's we have a, what do you call it? They, there's sometimes in the middle of the night, they take up the elevator. So what the, 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 the building has done is the guards will go there and they'll, they'll only, when the elevator comes to the ground floor and there's a lot of people waiting for elevator, a lot of Chinese, but there's some Pinoys there. They will ask who's Pinoy and then make the Pinoys go in first. And I think that was so wrong. That's like segregation. And I was like, fuck that. We can't do that shit. That's, I went to the admin office when they, when that, when that first happened. And I said, you can't do that. That's racist. That, that makes us no better than, you know, if we were in the, if we were in the States or if we were in Japan or if we were in the Middle East and the Middle Eastern people and or the Japanese people or the American people say, Oh, first we'll put Americans first on the elevator or the Japanese first. Now. No, we can't do that, man. So yeah, I mean, that's just my, I, I, it's not really, I didn't want to think of it as a problem. I just wanted to share my life story with you. And if anyone out there is experiencing that, yeah, sure. For me, if they don't do shit to me, so be it. If it's a better opportunity for for them, so be it. Just don't burn down my condo. <laughs> don't burn down the condo. That's it. Go do your e-gaming. Go drink and smoke all you want. Just don't burn down the condo and don't do anything illegal so that our building doesn't get raided. That's it, man. Uh oh, uh this yesterday or this t- uh, yesterday, I went to uh so here moving on, moving on. Switch gears real quick. Moving on, I went to SM Mega Mall. Uh, there's an event. Uh, there's a, there's a watch company. I'm not promoting this. I just tell you what I went at, uh, Armitron, A-R-M-I-T-R-O-N. They're an American company, but they just opened, uh, or they just brought their operations here. James Reed was the, is the ambassador. The watches are pretty nice. I got one. They gave me one. Uh, I don't, honestly, I don't know how much it costs yet, but it, it's affordable from what I was, I remember at the time. So probably less than 5k. It's a nice watch. Uh, the thing about, I just want to talk about James Reed. My God, that guy has no bad angle. You know, that's like goals. Any angle, he just looks like a fucking Greek god, man. Perfect. So shout out to James Reed. Shout out to Armitron. Thank you to uh, Sir Jello for inviting me to that. And oh, what else is new? Oh, I just started today. I started keto. Uh, so through my diet plan, delicious diet, I was doing high protein. I'm switching to keto. Uh, there's some, I'll, I'll probably go more into keto and maybe on Friday. 
But it's uh, I'll see how it works. We'll see how it works for me. I feel like I've hit a plateau in my diet or I'm struggling again or I'm struggling a little bit more. So we'll see with that. But thank you for listening to me and happy Tuesday. Have a good one. Take it easy and we'll catch you on Friday. See you guys later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 